0: Hey there, Pitches! Welcome to another episode of Pitch Slapped. My name is Kayleigh Hillier and this is the podcast with all things Pitch Perfect. So this is a special episode because this is our first episode where I've had the opportunity to speak to a creator. We will be chatting to Red Lance and we also got some fan fiction to delve into. So let's blow that pitch pipe and get into the episode in acting news this week ben platt looks like he's been very very busy not only has he been on jimmy kemmel live he was a guest host on wednesday the 19th there's a number of clips circulating around online but one of my favorite bits is one of my favorite bits he does is this little skit about his new album called Quarantunes. tunes well worth checking out and i kind of almost wish it was real I think it, I think it really, uh, really embodies a lot of how people have felt during quarantine. Ben Platt's also been in conversation with James Corden this week, and that happened on Sunday, the 23rd of August. So if you want to check that out, I'm sure that very, very soon there will be some clips around of that interview. Ben Platt seems to be very busy at the moment. He's out there and he's doing it. Elsewhere online this week, Skylar Austin, aka Jesse, Love and all hate him, he has been very busy this week, including performing an original song on his Instagram account called So Unfair, which apparently is a project that he's working on to potentially in the future produce his own album. So if you want to kind of get a little snippet into a song from his album... You can check that out. It's on his Instagram profile and it's also part of Instagram TV. So you can have a little listen to that and see what you think. Esther Dean has been celebrating 10 years of her work on the song Fireworks by Katy Perry. Can you believe, like, blows my mind that the song Fireworks by Katy Perry is 10 years old. That is crazy. And it's still so memorable today. It's one of those songs, I think especially with regards to a Katy Perry song, it's one of those songs that always goes down very, very well. And a big factor of that is just the fact that it is such a sing-along-worthy song. It's quite simple. You can kind of grasp the words. And then you can just give it a good belt out. Because also the message of the song is quite uplifting. If you're feeling down... This is one of those songs you can put on and just kind of rouse yourself up again. And during the week, this is one thing that I kind of really liked with Esther Dean is she's been highlighting songs that she's worked on because the producers and people who are behind the tracks don't always get the recognition or you don't know who's been working on them. I had no idea that Esther Dean worked on the track Fireworks, which apparently is now 12 times platinum. Amazing. Chrissy Fitt has also been very, very busy this week. She has been celebrating the season finale of Eleanor of Avlor, which is an animated Disney series, and she voice acts a character called Princess Valentia. Now obviously I don't I don't know that much about the series, I've never watched it. But there's a lot of love being going around online for the series, especially as it's been the season finale. And with this final episode, they did a special coronation movie event. So it's a bit of a different episode. And Chrissy Fitt on her Instagram actually shared a song which her character sings. So you get to, like, check out not only the animation of the series, but also the great voice that is Chrissy fit. And finally, Chrissy Fitt, Brittany Snow and Anna Camp were all featured on another single over last week. Not only were they on The Bellas, Love on Top, they all featured on a song by Laura Bell Bundy called Get It Girl, You Go. The song is all about the up-and-coming election, but highlighting and featuring women running for office in the 2020 elections in America. And if you watch the video... It's you can check it out on YouTube. You can see little video clips. They're quite fast, so you gotta like you've gotta be on the ball. But in amongst all the women that are featured in this video, Chrissy Fit, Brittany Snow, and Anna Camp all make an appearance, doing different things. So it was nice to see them and just every now and when they came on screen it was like, oh what are they doing now? So yeah, well worth checking out. That is our acting news this week so i am very very excited because on this podcast i have wanted to feature creators because they're what, they're the people that keep this fandom alive and i was like who could i start with who would be a good person to kind of like just see where we go with all of this and i was like you know who would be good somebody who's been in the fandom for quite a while the pitch perfect fandom and uh, and has done a lot of fics but there's also one fic that has kind of been around for a very long time. So I'm very, very excited to talk to Red Lance today. Hello. Hello. How are you? Is everything good there? Yeah, everything's fine. I'm good. It's a good day. Awesome. So for people who don't know, they might have just like read your fix online or anything like that, or they might have seen your Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Who
1: am (laughs) I? um well my name is Jenny um who am I I was born and raised in the north of Wales Wales yeah (laughs) land of sheep and rugby um I have two sisters one older and one younger and an older brother um I moved to Canada when I was 19 I love music and animals which I got from my mother I have four tattoos I can juggle and in school I was pretty much crap at anything except English because that was the only thing I cared about
0: I like it yeah just focus on the things that you enjoy that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no negativity that's it yes <laughs> so what do you do now do you are you working or I work at like a retirement home kind of yeah
1: with old people
0: <laughs> and uh, and so you've that's kind of what you do on your day-to-day life yes. that people might not know about that's kind of what you do and then obviously you you come home or wherever and you write fan fiction in your spare time that's the that's the plan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's to write in my spare time but that doesn't always happen we obviously, here on Pitch Lab, we know you from the Pitch Perfect fandom, and you've been, from what I can see, you've been writing fan fiction since about 2013, like right at the beginning.
1: Yeah, for Pitch Perfect, yeah.
0: Which is great. I mean, there's. I don't know that many creators who have stayed from sort of 2012, 2013, all the way up to now. Mm. It's, where else to go? Where else to go is <laughs> there after the Chloe, like... There's nowhere else to go.
1: They're the best.
0: That is true. That is. I mean, the fact that, you know, you can just hold... They're just so precious. You know, they're just there. (laughs) Just hold them in my hands forever.
1: And they're both so small, so it's possible.
0: That's it, yeah. (laughs) And what I love when you kind of look through your fix and the journey of your fix you can kind of see when each of the movies have come out Mm -hmm. because then you just sort of like introduce little bits from that film or from that film and and they're just kind of grown from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you didn't start with Pitch Perfect when you were doing fan fiction. I did not, no. So how did you actually get into fan fiction? Where did that kind of start for you? Because it looks like it was quite a bit earlier.
1: Um, I was about 12 or 13 when I first started writing fan fiction, um, back in, like, the early 2000s, because I'm old. Um, I was really into Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it was right around the time I was, like, questioning stuff about my sexuality, and I'd heard that the show was supposed to be really good and how one of the characters was going on her own journey of self-discovery. Um, so I tuned in and ended up joining a Willow and Terra specific message board called The Kitten, The Witches, in The Bad Wardrobe. Um, and it was kind of the best place to find my footing in fandom, the people that were awesome and really nice for the most part. Uh, I'd been introduced to this like, new world of fanfic and was reading stuff, and when I expressed an interest in writing my own, a bunch of the members were just like, really encouraging, um, I think back on that early stuff now I'm cringe and I'm glad it's been lost to the to the internet and various website shutdowns.
0: But yeah, that's kind of where it started. Well, I mean, yeah, because when I was looking at, um, I was just kind of like trying to go back and do like a history. You go onto like fanfiction.net and it goes back to about sort of twenty eighty two, no, 2008, mm. I think, the Red Lance account. And there's like, 183 fix on there of stuff that you've written yeah so it's amazing and I mean you might cringe at the early stuff that you've done you from your experience probably sort of says hey look how much I've improved but you can kind of see mm-hmm. like you know your, your journey as a writer as you go through yeah. and kind of look through those fix. which I mean
1: I'm glad I'm glad there's a journey to follow and that I, I have gotten
0: better so was it your passion for English and stuff that kind of drove you to write more or what was it about writing that you kind of really loved?
1: I don't know I never it was never something I was really into as like a young young kid um I think I wrote my first story when I was like 10 for English class in school and yeah it was the last year of primary school and I just had a really awesome teacher that just happened to love English and love Books and writing and stuff, and she must have seen something in me because she encouraged me to
0: keep going. And in some form, you're still going now,
1: that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's not stuff I necessarily want her to read, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's writing.
0: Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it and that we can kind of enjoy your writing as well because I know that it's brought a lot of people a lot of joy reading your stuff, when I sort of mentioned to a few people that we were going to talk, they were like, oh my goodness, I, like, I love their stuff, you need to tell them. So uh, yeah, so just know that a lot of people kind of really enjoy what you produce. Well, that's very nice and I'm glad. Just talking about Pitch Perfect then, if we take it right back to the very beginning, first movie what was it that was the moment where you fell in love with the films and you were like, this is not just a normal film anymore, this is something that you kind of want to delve deeper into?
1: Um, I came kind of not late to the movie, but I didn't see it when it first came out. Um, it was sort of, I think, like a year later. Um... I remember really enjoying it and thinking it was a good time. Um, I love singing, so like people that sing, I immediately just like, okay, I'm in. Um, the shower scene obviously piqued my interest because if there's so much as a whiff of subtext, then I'm like, I'm in. I will run towards it. But it wasn't like a love at first sight thing. It was something that kind of it was probably Kendrick that drew me back in, obviously because. That's what she does. Um, I thought she had like a really good voice and I'm a sucker for a good singer, but it wasn't like instantaneous. It was kind of like, I don't know, like Ivy creeping over a building. It was, like one minute, it's just covering like a tiny little corner and the next it's like just completely smothered and overwhelms <laughs> the entire building and there's no escape.
0: So it kind of crept up on you and grew from that It moment. really
1: did until I like looked around and was like, oh, this is my entire life now.
0: So yeah, It is amazing when you think of the films, especially the first one and the Chloe, that it is really in that like first 30 minutes that a lot of that happens. And that's literally, I mean, it's not so much in the rest of the movie. It's literally that first 30 minutes. And that's just kind of what sparked so many people's interest. When you look at the early fandom and, and the early writing, it's just from that, those little moments that kind of just started it all off.
1: Yeah, it's, there's, like, what, like, maybe, like, four moments in the entire film that really, like, speak to that, and then, that's what I love about fandom. They just, like, take the smallest little things, and they're just, like, okay, they breathe the same air, so I ship them. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool to see, like, the fandom develop, like, with the movies. Like, obviously, in the second film, we got the tent scene and other stuff and just
0: to see how it's grown like that. Definitely. And, and to see how writers kind of take those moments and create their own stories and their own kind of ideas from them. Um, even from something as small as like just the first few scenes in Pitch Perfect has just sparked so many kind of, yeah, just so much imagination from it yeah. and you see all these kind of little worlds being created. Um, I mean, I know that you write a lot of the Chloe in most of your fix. I think there's kind of there's one with Stacy and Chloe, and there's like some other ones. But um, but yeah, um, but Chloe's kind of like what you mostly wrote about. What is it about the Chloe that just kind of drew you in? Um, I think it's a combination of the
1: friends to lovers trope paired with. Surly girl meets Sunshine Girl and Opposites Attract. Um the, movie, the movies didn't give us like a lot of insight to the characters, but I find I find it a lot of fun building off what they did give us and digging deeper. Um The films gave us like really good character templates, intriguing enough to pull me in and make me want to poke around and see what else is there. But I think it's just it's the dynamic as characters i just feel like they fit really well together
0: i think that's really interesting especially what you mentioned the fact that um they didn't give you a lot they i mean they, yeah i mean you know all the characters and they're kind of all set up for you but you don't know that much about them so you can give you that free reign and you can kind of see that in the fandom of people kind of taking that and running with it and and creating their own little spins on things and having that creativity to kind of really craft those characters and how they see them
1: yeah i mean we know slightly more about becca than we do the rest of the bellas but yeah they just they give us just enough and i know i've done various different things with the characters because they didn't say that that wasn't right so i'm just gonna make up my own thing and there we go
0: definitely and that that kind of leads you to be able to create so many different versions and and put many different scenarios and see how you think they would play in those situations yeah and i think that helps
1: me to just keep writing because i can keep
0: keep redoing the same idea like 50 times but have it slightly different bearing that in mind what's your favorite thing to write about
1: oh um I'm like. I'm a sap. (laughs) I like. (laughs) I just. I like fluffy romance. I can't help it. It's what I've always been drawn to. I. If it's for Chloe, anyway, it has to be like fluffy romance. If it's like other people, then. I can make them I can kill everyone off and make them suffer miserably and yes to all the angst but not the Chloe they need to be happy and safe forever and just put them
0: in like a, a nice bubble yeah yeah wrap them in bubble wrap
1: this put is coming from the author wrap.
0: yeah this is coming from the author who's got like an almost 50 chapter like painful sort of <laughs> long thing going on at the moment but <laughs> yeah but nothing bad has happened.
1: <laughs> they're still alive they still have all of their extremities nobody's died <laughs> it's just there's just some
0: slight pining yeah just slight pining, pining <laughs> bit. i love yeah. it
1: that's great i think i like uh i like right in different ways that they get together as well like i love that whole Revealing good feelings, first kiss, all that stuff. Um, I like writing them with kids. I find that fun. Just like domestic fluffy stuff.
0: Yeah. That's one thing I, I actually I really enjoy is just me always going for the meet cute or the, you know, like yeah. how they get there eventually. One of my favourite ones that you've written is the one, it's quite early on, I think, um where Chloe takes Becca's headphones and just oh, yeah. like <laughs> I think it might have been like the first thing I wrote what was it called
1: let me just have a little look an exchange she can live with I don't know why I remember that
0: yes I don't
1: remember anything <laughs> anything I write ever I can put out <laughs> a chapter of experimentation and somebody will be like oh I love this bit and I'll be like I don't I wrote that <laughs> I don't recall this but thank you <laughs>
0: To be fair, though, I I often find I've been creating something that, like, I need to get it all out of my head. And then Mm. when it's done, I can kind of close that book and then move on. But until it's out... Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get your inspiration? Like, where does it come from?
1: Mm, I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, To paraphrase a character from Xena, Warrior Princess. I think uh, Gabrielle had a line that was something, it went something like, it's like the words come from someplace else. I just write them down. And I feel like it really is like that. Sometimes I'll get ideas from songs or a bit of random dialogue will pop into my head that I then go and write like 6,000 words around. Um, Or someone will suggest something ridiculous like a, chicken mcnugget au and my brain just goes challenge accepted um yeah i don't they come from everywhere i guess
0: do you get quite a lot of prompts from people on like tumblr and stuff like that
1: i used to i did and then i just kind of like with experimentation i fell behind on responding to them and then i felt bad so i don't get so many anymore
0: because i think that's that's quite an interesting thing to think about because obviously you'll have your own thoughts and ideas that come in and you want to spend time on that and then when you do get prompts from other people whether you feel like you can grasp them did they you know can you did they capture your imagination so that you could put something down onto a page um, i yeah. think it's quite an interesting challenge
1: yeah and like as the person who gave the prompt it would just be interesting to read like oh well how is this writer gonna interpret what i gave them is it close to anything that i envisioned um i do like getting prompts i like the challenge of trying to figure out a way to slot that into a story
0: it definitely gives you a challenge it's like the chloe week and the the whole idea of hey here's a here's a bunch of prompts see what you can do with them and then just kind of let you run with it
1: yes i love the chloe week even though i Rarely complete all. (laughs) All
0: You did pretty good this year.
1: (laughs) I did pretty good. And I'm halfway through the last one. I'm still writing it. Oh, wow. (laughs) I I tried so hard to make wedding work. I wanted to do wedding because I don't necessarily like, always like cheating stories. But then I started writing a cheating story and my brain was just like, well, this is what you're writing. So I've got like... 2000 words of something I never intended to write that will eventually be finished and posted hopefully
0: maybe one day that's that's Mm -hmm. one day do you often find that like when something captures your mind your imagination that you can kind of sit down and write that one thing or is it like little bits at a time I think a lot of the time if something's like
1: really captured my imagination then I have to focus on that my brain won't let me focus on anything else but at the same time I do sometimes work on multiple stories at the same time mostly to try and get over writer's block I find trying to do different things helps with that um but generally I think it's I try to focus on one thing
0: yeah that's interesting I never thought of the idea that you know to get over writer's block you might end up working on something else for a little while to be able to like give your brain just time to kind of refresh and chop and change can kind of help with that process as well.
1: Yeah, I think you can, especially if it's a story you've been working on for a long time, I think you can get like fatigued and just not tired of writing that story, but just like you need a break and your brain needs a break and you need to think about something that isn't that story for five minutes. And I usually just open up a new Word doc and see if I can write anything else.
0: I also thought it was quite interesting that um, with some of your... Uh, Fix and stuff that, that you can create your own little world, sometimes inspired by different um, fandoms or different franchises. And you've got the Harry Potter, the Chloe fic, which is I thought was really cute. And uh, yeah, just kind of like it just worked. It was just so fantastic. These little Harry Potter moments, but Becca and Chloe's like right there. Yeah. There's a Spider-Man yeah. as well. That's probably like my
1: favourite AU that I've done.
0: Or the spider Becker,
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably because I'm like a huge Spider-Man fan. So, <laughs> yeah, I find that, that one particularly a lot of fun to write and try and kind of balance the character of Becca with the character of Peter Parker and try and mesh them together. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine to what,
0: is it, what is it about Becca that makes her fit so well with Spider-Man? Because you're not the only person to have a go at Spider-Becca.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like she's maybe a bit unsure of herself in a lot of areas. And I think Pete is like that too. Like He doesn't always think he's doing the right thing or is deserving of the powers or i mean he's just a teenager he's a kid he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing and i just feel like becca fits that role really well or can fit it really well um they both have the like sassy one-liners down
0: yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> the sort of sarcasm yeah, yeah peter parker's one-liners I yeah. definitely see becca doing that yeah so, going back to the Harry Potter AU, why was Becca a Slytherin? Because everybody puts, whenever I've read different AUs, they put them in different houses. So I I'm know. just intrigued. I, uh, I wish I could remember what my initial thinking was <laughs> on putting her in
1: Slytherin, but I don't. But I knew, I knew, I felt very strongly that she needed to be in Slytherin. I think partly to prove that, like, not all Slytherins are evil bad people um I don't know I could I just feel like she fits Slytherin really well um and the same to Chloe and Gryffindor um because I think a lot of people put her in Hufflepuff
0: yeah I've read her in Hufflepuff quite a few times
1: yeah but I don't know I just feel like they suit those houses
0: well I enjoyed it so <laughs> yeah,
1: I enjoyed writing it it was fun I should uh I'd like to go back to it someday and write another one I have ideas
0: yeah, and and also Spider-Becker. Now I know that you wrote in The Chloe Week a fic that I felt was very Spider-Man-esque. You didn't say that it was, but I was like, oh my word, like all the bits are there, just kind of tempting that potentially this was a Spider-Becker fic, but that was one of my favorite sort of stories from that day, just for the fact that it was so different from everything else that was written. No, I, think I think it's you. called I'm Sorry. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I <shouldn't remember>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, what, that one, what that one was, was Spidey
0: Oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it left us with sort of, like, on the edge of our seats, wondering what was going to happen next, like, that was kind of, the fact that you didn't quite know what was happening and it just kind of trickled out as you were reading, mm. Just, yeah, just had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. I was really... <laughs> awesome. Good. <laughs> what motivates you to keep on writing then? Because obviously you're always, you you keep writing fix, and then you've got obviously things like experimentation, which has been going on for so long. What is it that keeps you motivated?
1: I think just the fact that I, I keep having ideas. <laughs> I can't stand having them like bouncing around my head. I need to get them out. It's like exercising a demon, but usually less scary. Um, although it was a long time before I stopped getting scared, before I posted stories. I think reading fanfic can also make you want to keep writing it. Yeah, I think just the fact that I keep having ideas is the main, the main one, and I need to get them out of my head before it explain.
0: That's really interesting. And I, I thought it was quite interesting you mentioned um that it took you a long time to not be scared of posting stuff because it is really scary when you create something (laughs) especially when you I mean I'm not a writer but when you create something that's quite close to your heart and you put your time and effort into it and then you put it up online and with fan fiction obviously you can get people's comments back and stuff and to put yourself out there like that it does quite take quite a lot of courage
1: Yeah, especially on, like, fanfic.net, where people can just anonymously leave (laughs) comments. Those
0: are always fun.
1: Um, But, yeah, I used to be petrified. Like, I would shake and sweat and, like, just be really scared when I uploaded stuff. And I think it wasn't until probably experimentation that that kind of dropped off. I think that first year that I was writing experimentation. I was actually, I was out of work for that year. So I was basically home writing it all the time. That's why I was able to put out chapters so quickly back then. Um, And I think maybe because of that, and just like the consistent posting of them and like the nice feedback that I got, it just made me less nervous to do that stuff.
0: I think for a lot of people, I mean, I talk to people and they're they're like, they want to do it, but they're too afraid to kind of just take that jump. Yeah. But I do like what you mentioned that sometimes it's just a case of putting it out there, and and the more you do it, the more use you'll get to it. Um, how how do you how do you kind of balance that with um, people's comments or the expectations of people who read your stuff because you. I mean, if you just take experimentation, it has gained quite a reputation. And people just, maybe just a little bit. Maybe a little bit. And people really want to know what happens. So like you've got all this kind of expectation going on and you just want to write a nice thick. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> all I want to do is just
0: write a nice thick. <laughs> all I wanted to do was write a nice short thick. Was that the original plan for experimentation? Was it was going to be like a yeah. short Yeah like maybe 10 chapters oh wow and i'd be done
1: at the core it's a relatively small idea and then it suddenly wasn't yeah things just kept happening and developing and then i had no control over the characters anymore at this point (laughs) they're like they're taking me on a journey not the other way around
0: i love that i love that it started out this little idea and and like you you said the characters have kind of run with it and you're just yeah. kind of you're there just to write down their story that is it's exactly how it feels it really is that is fantastic so if we delve into experimentation things, I know that's what a lot of people kind of want to know about um <laughs> <laughs> where did where did the idea come from um I think
1: literally just lying in the tent about wishing she'd experimented more in college I remember the exact moment I left the theatre and thought okay well I need to address that immediately um, and they knew what they were doing putting it in the film so <laughs> the rest of us just like ran with it and I was one of the ones that ran with it and I just happened to still be running after five years so.
0: yeah because it looks like um, I mean, you started it in 2015, mm-hmm. which was that was the year that Pitch Perfect Two was released. So straight after the film came out, I think I started writing it like that, the night that I went to see it. Really? Yeah. From the sounds of it, you already know how it's going to go to a certain extent. You already have the bones of the fic in your mind.
1: What's the you call them? Bones. Bones. <laughs> Fragments of bones. Yeah. um, I've had bits and pieces planned out um, over the last five years. Uh, Little things like I knew I wanted to include Becca making a mix for Chloe. And I jotted down snippets of scenes to flesh out later. Um, Like the titanium scene at the hotel. Um, I've, I've had chunks of that. In my notes, before years, just waiting to be written. Um, and I still have stuff I haven't got to yet. So I have stuff planned out to an extent, but mostly it's just yeah. me waiting,
0: just waiting for them to tell you what the next bit of the story is. As you get pretty much, on. yeah. Um, I figured out how I wanted things
1: to end like nine months into writing it. I didn't, like, have an ending when I first started. I was just like, let's see where this goes. And a few things have changed, but it's probably going to be pretty close to what I originally envisioned, hopefully, unless they do something drastic.
0: So you you already know the ending, then? I know, yeah. Like, I know
1: how everything's going to come to a head, and I hope people will like it. It's um kind of going to be... On homage to my favourite fic in another fandom which I can't say because if anyone knows that fic they're going to know how the story ends <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll be sure to mention it when I do finally post that chapter
0: I love it I love it <laughs> so that just means you know everybody who has been sticking with experimentation you know the, the groundwork is there you've kind of got it laid out it might change a little bit but you kind of already know how potentially how they're going to get to the end
1: yeah pretty much like i've had the big moments planned out i think mostly
0: i love as well that you mentioned that there's like certain moments that you've had written down in your notes that maybe you didn't get to for like years later Mm -hmm. but they're just all ready to go and and so you can sort of write those out as they come
1: yeah like like I said, the Titanium scene was, ended up being like basically word for word what I wrote down four years ago. Um, and Jesse's talk with Becca um, about her needed to just tell Chloe that they had penned out for a long time. But it was initially supposed to take place while Jesse was still at Barton. And they were in his car, I think. So, yeah, things just change a little bit.
0: And so there, are there other things that you kind of have planned out from your notes maybe years ago that still haven't come to light yet? Yes. <laughs> 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 There's not many left. Um,
1: but, yeah, like I have a good chunk of dialogue for like the big climactic scene written down. Um and yeah just other like little bits now not like the huge, huge things
0: because what astonishes me with experimentation is the fact that um, it's not a huge amount of time span the the mm. the fixed cover like it's literally from the retreat and i think so where you've gone up to now is just the end of worlds
1: yeah so I think it's between like 2 and 3 weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is crazy when you think that, you know, I mean, we're talking five, you've worked on this book for five years yeah. and it's literally only spanned two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. The book itself. And like,
1: most of the negative comments I've gotten have been people like complaining that they haven't gotten together yet and that it's taking too long and I just need to hurry up and finish it already. And yeah, I wish they could, it's only been three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I would not jump into bed with my best friend after three weeks. That would be too confusing.
0: <laughs> I um, think also that's a little bit, um, I think that's where it, it can kind of mislead people a little bit because when I've read other fics that, that also do the kind of the pining thing, they cover quite a wide range of time. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be 20 chapters and that might be it, but you're forgetting, hey, they've just gone a few months in, in this whole thick, whereas you've only gone a few weeks, so mm. you can forget actually this has only been like two or three weeks. They're probably not at that stage yet, or they're they're still working through feelings. Yeah. I don't go through feelings that fast. Like sometimes it takes me months sometimes to, to kind of get somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah. And like they have the added
1: benefit that they've been like best friends for you know, three and a half years already. So you might get there like a bit sooner than a few months.
0: Well, if it's only, ta- if it's taking you five years to get to about three weeks, you know, a few <laughs> months might be a little <laughs> uh, Oh, no. So what has been the response like from experimentation? Because, I mean, you've been writing for quite a while, so um, you must have had, it's interesting how it's built up over the past few years. Yeah, yeah. Um...
1: I'd say 95% of the responses have been like amazing and encouraging. Um, I've received like so many nice comments and messages over the years and people have come to me and told me about how the thick has helped them figure out their sexuality and that really blows me away. Like that something I've written could have that kind of impact on anyone. Um, just astounds me. Yeah, the response has been overall pretty really great i've had a few people that have tried my patience we'll say but i try not to clap back too badly but i i do generally <laughs> clap back so
0: <laughs> i was gonna say like how do you handle negative comments this is something that um i asked people kind of if they had any questions for you and that was one question that um that somebody asked was you know how do you yeah how do you balance negative comments do you does it affect you too much or um, are you able to kind of bounce back from it?
1: It affects me way more than I would like it to. Um,
0: I'm just I'm the kind
1: of personality that is affected by that stuff. Like I don't I like to please people. I don't like people to be unhappy with like something I'm doing. So I've had to kinda learn to try and not take these personally because they're some pretty mean ones. They don't affect me as much as they used to, but it is amazing how I can get like 50 really awesome comments, but then one really shitty one and it'll just not erase the 50 that came before it, but just kind of put a dampener on it and it shouldn't because what does one person's opinion mean when all of these other people I'm still enjoying it
0: yeah definitely I think I think it's very it's so difficult to disassociate yourself Mm. from you know that's their opinion um and not take it too personally because you know at the end of the day everybody's entitled to their opinion on things um but you've put you've spent the time to make this work put it out there I mean they're getting it for free so
1: yeah (laughs) that's the thing as well like if you don't want my free entertainment then just move on (laughs) don't read it don't keep reading it
0: and just yeah and and the the fact that I think I mean I I used to do photography and stuff and um to be able to kind of stop yourself letting it affect you so much that you stop enjoying what you do because the reason you probably got into it is because it's something you enjoy Mm -hmm. and you just want to share that joy with with other people
1: yeah and like I've always maintained that like, I'm writing this story for me because I need to get it out of my head. Um, some of the negative comments I've gotten have just been how it's unrealistic or whatever we'll say. Um, and that they should, for example, do this thing instead or do this thing. And basically telling me what should happen next in the story. And yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm writing I'm, so, yeah. <laughs> and if it takes me another like five years to write one more week it's it's not like I'm purposefully dragging this out like I'm really not I don't have <laughs> I don't have like chapters hidden in the back of my closet that I'm just putting out every so often it's every chapter is like a completely blank slate
0: but I think that I love that because, like you said, this was only supposed to be 10 chapters long and it's just kind of grown a life of its own. I mean, I'm not a writer, but sometimes my imagination can just kind of create a story and I'm just playing it out in my head. But yeah. the more you play it out, the bigger it seems to get. And mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, that just seems to be what's happened with experimentation is you needed to start getting this down and then it's just grown. Yeah, like, it started out as, like, this
1: tiny little acorn. And then I just kept watering it and watering it. And it just, I think as it went on, I wanted to get more into what the characters were feeling. And I guess I can't do that in a paragraph or two. It has to be, like, 17. So I think that's why why I have longer chapters now, is just because I wanted to be more in-depth because I wanted to and like to hopefully make it more believable
0: yeah and I think I think for me that was why I kind of hooked into experimentation I mean I only I was be, I've been a fan of the film since 2013 but I never dove into the fandom until about 18 months to two years ago mm-hmm. and sort of got on you know discovered fan fiction and that was like one of the top ones that was there and I sort of dove into this world could not kind of know what to expect oh no I'm sorry (laughs) and and it was just like I was just like in the mind of Becca and sort of you know what was out rolling in her head and it was just like this is amazing because it's Unlike the films where you kind of watch stuff happen, you're kind of like hearing what their inner dialogue is as these scenes are playing out. It's so interesting. And um, yeah, this one thing I absolutely love is just kind of whether it's a, a chapter from Chloe's perspective or from mm-hmm. Becca's is you get to really kind of understand where they're at and where their thinking is. And I think that adds to the whole pining of it because you really feel the pining from them and, and just kind of where they're thinking through it all. Yeah.
1: Like with Chloe, we know right now that she's, she's all in. She's, she's figured it out. She's just waiting for Becca to catch up.
0: And there's one thing I I I thought was really interesting with experimentation. I mean, I've, I've tried to read a lot of fix since I kind of Sonny discovered this world. I've been a bit obsessed, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) that happens. (laughs) (laughs) yeah the natural order
0: is (laughs) (laughs) what I think is really interesting with experimentation is at the beginning neither of them know kind of where they're at and why you know it's just like I'm helping out a friend or I'm a bit curious about this let's just Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it seems to start off whereas a lot of fics that I've read before one of them already kind of feels something and and just kind of starts the ball rolling. Yeah. Whereas in this one, I feel like you're discovering it from both sides at the same time. And, and like you said, at the beginning, they're not necessarily sure of their feelings or neither of them kind of know where they're at. So they kind of start off almost in the same place.
1: Yeah. Like I don't, neither of them in my opinion, um, and in this particular thick, they don't have feelings to begin with, or at least they don't know that they do. Um, And that was something that was really important to me, to have that develop and have them realize, oh, wait a minute, and that they did it at different speeds because they're not the same person. They would not come to the same realization at the same time for the same reasons. So...
0: Yeah, and you get, to, you get to see that from both sides. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can kind of really feel out where both of them are throughout the fic. Yeah, and
1: I, I never know whose point of view a chapter is going to be from until I start writing it, so it's always a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> You're like, who, who is it today? Seriously, <laughs> yeah, it it's just like, okay, hands on keyboard. Go. Well, I wish you all the best with experimentation and how it's going to roll out. Do you think mm-hmm. you've got far to go? Um, I think I think I've got a few more chapters
1: in me. Um I need to deal with the Bellas clearing out of the house and everyone saying their goodbyes. And then Chloe's leaving for Clearwater a few years after they get back from Worlds. There's a few more chapters in there. I'd like to say, like, between three and five but then it will turn into ten so I'm not not even gonna
0: say a number (laughs) I'm just gonna leave it very vain well I'm sure there are lots of people me included who appreciate the time and effort that you've put in Mm -hmm. to this fig and the fact that you stuck with it for five years is astonishing Mm.
1: it's mm, yeah I am guilty of abandoning my first year of multi-chapter flicks And I really didn't want to do that with this one, like it was, I've kind of held myself to a promise that no, you're going to finish this, like you need to finish this one.
0: Especially when you've put that much time and effort in to not finish it would, you know, I'm not saying it's bad, but it It would be a shame. (laughs) (laughs) I would hate myself for the rest of my life. And, and all the people that are like 50 chapters in just being like What happens next?
1: I'd have to just write Like a
0: bullet point epilogue <laughs> the lock. okay
1: This is what was going to happen I'm very sorry
0: <laughs> My hands are tied. now <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I love From your writing is uh, Is the way that you portray Chloe because um, I I am a little bit Obsessed with the kind of just her confidence and her flirty banter that is in so many of your fics. <laughs> I just, it just kind of captures my imagination right there. Um, but one of the things that I, I love is that you, can take, you seem to be able to take small moments and make a whole fic about it. One example, which is one of my favourites, is um, the Jenga one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, the Jenga one
0: i think it's called jenga bells jenga balance okay. yeah jenga balance mm. like how on earth do you kind of just have something so small and then can create an intriguing story i <laughs> wish i had an answer for you but i have no idea i just
1: i sit and it happens I just i get love it, it. yeah it's, it's, i have no control over anything that i write ever <laughs>
0: it just comes it It
1: really does like yeah
0: fantastic well I've got just um a few kind of quick questions um do you you, I'm assuming you kind of consume your own fan fiction as well you kind of read other people's um stuff so what have you been reading at the moment what's kind of you enjoying um at the moment I'm
1: not like I'm not really reading pitch perfect I've kind of um i've been on a Korasami kick lately from the legend of Korra*, which was a really fun show and a sequel to avatar the last Airbender*. for people that don't
0: know um, i've seen avatar but i've never watched the Korra! I, I loved avatar but like it's just i just never got to see it in the uk and i hear it's in american or whatever netflix it's not in the uk netflix yet and i'm like ah oh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that information
1: find a way
0: <laughs> I've and heard good things uh, about it
1: It's. I love it I have not seen Avatar The Last Airbender though. oh right okay so, and I know a lot of people for whatever reason if they loved Avatar The Last Airbender they didn't like Korra I don't know why um, but yeah I really enjoyed that show and it obviously ended well and she's continued on in graphic novel form, which has been amazing. Um, Yeah, I've been reading a lot of them lately.
0: That's great. I I think also, because that's another fandom which is kind of, I mean, I don't know what happens in... Obviously, I've never seen the show. Yes. There does seem to be a whole ship there that's kind of grown out of it.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool story. And the creators, both the creators and the voice actors, are just like all on board for it. Like, they're super supportive, and yes, this is what has happened. This
0: is awesome. Nice. So out of all of your fics, because you've, you've written an awful lot, which fic do you feel is the most underappreciated or the underrated <laughs> one? Um, which one would you just like, <laughs> I wish more people would read, read this one. <laughs> That's such a weird question because I'm
1: just like, you don't have to read my fic if you don't want. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. um, hmm. I think I'm lucky in that a lot of people maybe come to me just for experimentation and then go back and reread my other stuff. Um, I can't really think of any that
0: are, like, underrated, but... Well, you think more people, you wish more people may have seen? So maybe I'll just pick
1: two that, like, I had soft spots for. Um, Sure would be prettier. Uh, It's still weirdly proud of and attached to that story even after because I wrote that before experimentation so that one's quite old
0: that one's quite a long one isn't it that's the one where Becca's a DJ yeah
1: mm-hmm. Um.
0: that's a really sweet fic that is yeah it's got sort of it's all the fluffiness of the build up and kind of what happens yeah. between them
1: the stuff I like to write sorry yeah Oh uh, yeah. That was, soft spuzzle for that one And then "Movie Death by a Thousand Cuts Which is obviously inspired by the Teal Swift song That's a more recent one that I wrote But I really enjoyed writing that
0: That one was of. quite painful it, Yeah but
1: <laughs> 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 What are you talking about I only write one No I guess I do I have dragged them Through the mud a few times But they always end up
0: okay In the end See that—that that just gives me a little bit of, you know, just reassurance that you know you can go through the angst, but it, there's a there's it's going to be okay. It's gonna you're going to get through this. <laughs>
1: Always. It's painful for a little while, but it'll be fun. Love it will be fine.
0: Love it. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank um, you, can you just let everybody know maybe where they can find you? If they want to kind of find out more about you or where they can see your stuff, um, yeah, I'm on Tumblr at Redlands.
1: Um, I'm on Archive of Our Own at Redlands. Fanfic.net. I'm at Redlands underscore CK. I think. Um, yeah, I'm not really on like Twitter or Instagram or Tumblr. Just as Become on that black hole that none of us can climb out on <laughs> so that's where i that's where i
0: live so if they do want to find you on like Tumblr or anything like that, just just look for red lance pretty much um yep yeah. is there any way people can support you if they wanted to show you any support what's the best um, way i they
1: do, can do that? have a patreon um which again i think is just under red lance um and i have a donation page on my blog which should have a little yellow up
0: awesome. Well we'll we'll probably um put some when we when we do the episode we'll probably put some like links to stuff so so you guys can find it and kind of find more about Red Lance there. Um just a final question as we're rounding off today, and we really appreciate you talking to me and the time that you've taken out of your day to kind of just delve into your world that you've created. Um, how are you going to celebrate 50 chapters of experimentation? I mean it's been 5 years. <laughs> built up so far. Like 50 is a big number. It's a rather
1: large number. Yes. Um I'm probably going to drink a lot and wonder how the hell I got here.
0: I think that's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> good. Just kind of like give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah, and, like, have a have a short break. Yeah, give my hands a rest.
1: Maybe maybe there'll be some balloons.
0: Maybe I like it. I like it. Maybe get a yellow cup just to like. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yellow cup,
1: jingle juice, balloons. Maybe a pillow fight.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we wish you all the best with it. Good luck with, uh, with finishing or, or getting through the thick. And <laughs> do you have any other projects coming up in the near future that you're working on?
1: Um, I'm always working on something. Um, I have that last for probably week prompt that I'm doing, but nothing like huge. Experimentation takes up most of my time.
0: Well, it is this world that you've got now, and it's, it just seems to be kind of running through your brain. So at some you point really, when it's finished...
1: <laughs> like 90% of my writing time is just trying to remember what I've written previously.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> so that I don't
1: contradict anything that I write in the future. Yeah.
0: That must be quite tricky with experimentation because cause, cause it's been going for so long to try and remember... Everything you cover because I'm sure there are people who, if they've read it more recently, would be really on the ball with what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, it's insane. Like, I, I'll talk to people who,
1: you know, have read it ten times, which is insane. Um, and I'll maybe need to know something for a chapter, so I'll ask them and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this happened in chapter whatever. I'm like, okay, thank you. I don't know how you remember that because I don't know. I have like three chapters that I know what happened in them because it was big events and then the rest. No, no idea. If I need to figure out what colour Chloe's bedspread
0: is, I'm hooped. <laughs> I love it. Well, at least you've got people who are like right on the board that you can go to help you up. Yes. Yeah, I I would be lost without them. Good. Well, thank you so much and good luck with finishing it. And wish you all the best in the future. Yeah, you too. I know that we've already talked a lot about fan fiction. There's so many of Red Lance's stuff that you can check out. But just a little feature of some other fan fiction that I've read over last week and that I have thoroughly enjoyed starting off with truth behind the lies by rejection isn't failure this is about a 13 chapter fic and the summary is sometimes good things happen to those who wait patiently and sometimes one can put their foot in their mouth at the wrong moment maybe trust is a fundamental part of a relationship that when it's put to the test anything can happen it's a pitch-perfect to AU, but it doesn't follow the films. And although this fic is 13 chapters, it all is kind of contained within, like, I want to say, like, a 24-hour period. Maybe just slightly longer than that, but the majority of it f- happens within the 24-hour period. Now, I will warn you, this is kind of... This is a more adult fic. So if you're younger, maybe don't check this one out. Um... There's a lot of smut. I was pleasantly surprised by this one with the way they built up the story and it didn't go anything how I thought it was going to go because it starts off on it starts off with Becker and Chloe and they're not together. So at the at the beginning of the fic you know that they're still friends, you know, they're best friends, but they're not anything more. And Chloe would really really like it to be more. The willingness of Chloe to take chances in this fic is quite impressive. She puts herself right out on a limb, takes a very, very big chance. Will it pay off or will it not pay off? You'll have to read the fic to find out. But what I really thought was intriguing with this story, as you get a few chapters in, I forgot about the premise of the story. I forgot about what it said in the summary. So I'm reading through this story. And it's like, it really draws you in, like you really kind of get in with the characters, you want to know how it's all going to go. And for quite a while, it lulls you into this, this lovely little place, where you're like, this is amazing. Like, this is all transpiring so well, like, it's all just going wonderfully. And it just keeps building and building and building. And as I'm reading, and they're going, well, I feel like they kind of got to the end of the fic but we still got like a good six or so chapters left where's the author going to take it and it gets to the point as you're getting to the end where something happens that just kind of destroys everything that's been building up this lovely kind of like place that they had built up and it's all the feelings are there and it's all happening and you get to this moment and it's just like somebody's taken a sledgehammer and just destroyed it oh my word like and it just kind of takes your heart rips it out stomps on it a little bit and and you just don't know what to do with yourself to the point where you get sort of six five six chapters near the end i couldn't put it down i was like i can't stop now like Before, I was okay with just kind of working through the motions of the story. I was really enjoying it. But then you get to this point and you're like, there's no way that I can stop reading. I am so glad that I read this with it completed. Once you get to that point where everything kind of just goes wrong, you can't stop. You have to get to the end. That is just the way that it works. I get very annoyed at Chloe in this story, the reason why everything breaks down is so stupid. Like, it shouldn't have happened. And so you're just there going, no, wh- why? Why are they doing this to themselves? But you can't stop it. You've got to let them play it out. And it kept me on the edge of my seat. So I will warn you, there's a lot of angst. It is quite smutty. And the author really does like takes the time to really work through their emotions and how they're feeling and how they're expressing it but it is a well worth it just be warned that you're going to be thinking this is all going so well only for things to fall apart but in all fairness to the author and it's not a bad thing They do say this in the summary. You just forget about it as you're reading The Thick because you get so drawn in to what's happening and some of the fluffy bits and everything that's happening. So it draws you in, it chews you up, and then it spits you back out again. But it's so worth it. Truth Behind the Lies by Rejection Isn't Failure. The next story I wanted to focus on this week is one that I read a few weeks ago. But it just kind of stuck with me. This story is called Outlander by Suit Up. I will admit, I hate Lord of the Rings. Like, I, I just, I can't stand it. Even The Hobbit, I'm like, no, I just can't do it. I've watched the movies, but they, they bring me no joy. I just don't like Lord of the Rings. It's one of those things. <laughs> Give me Harry Potter any day of the week. Not Lord of the Rings. No, sorry. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um... Partly just because they're just too long. I can't you watch like something like The Hobbit and they're sat around in the Shire singing songs and I'm like, guys, it's been half an hour. Will you please leave? Go on your quest. So I was I wasn't drawn to this story at all when I first saw it up on the list of stories to read. The summary is Becca doesn't care much about college. She's moving to LA next year. Only the universe has other plans. Or Becca falls into Middle-earth, Chloe is an elf, it's but Chloe and Lord of the Rings. So when I first kind of saw it, I was like, well, it's not kind of my thing, I might give it a miss. And then I kind of had like a lull of things to read, so I was like, okay, like they finished the whole story, so it's not like I would be waiting for anything to come out, I'll give it a shot, I'll see how this goes. And I thoroughly enjoyed this story. It does help if you have watched Lord of the Rings, but I don't think... It's a necessity. So if you've never watched Lord of the Rings, you're not going to really miss a lot. It's only maybe some of the visuals that you get because um, of moments in the story. Because the the way the author has done it is that they're playing out the story of Lord of the Rings, but you then have Chloe and Becca in there as well. What I thought was really interesting, especially at the beginning of the story, is how becca gets into middle earth and how the story plays out because you're not entirely sure like how the author is going to mix these two worlds which are completely different you've got lord of the rings and pitch perfect and how they're going to mesh them all together and i love just some of the little ways in which they kind of link the two number one making chloe an elf so she is in that universe And having her join the Fellowship and everything. And then how Becca kind of bridges that gap. Obviously, you don't really get a lot of any of the other characters from Pitch Perfect. It's kind of focused on the Lord of the Rings world... I really like especially nearing the beginning of the fic and the first few chapters where Becca's trying to kind of get used to the idea of being in a completely different world. She doesn't have the comforts that she had back. I don't know if you'd say Earth. I feel like it's Earth. Um, she doesn't have all the home comforts. But at the same time, there's little things that she's brought with her that then infect her and are in Middle Earth. So, Things like her MP3 player and having touching moments between characters interacting with that, especially the Chloe moments, and how Becca kind of introduces Chloe to her world, and then vice versa, Chloe kind of training and getting Becca into the world of Middle Earth. One thing that I thought was really interesting when I first kind of thought about this story and how I thought it might go when reading the summary i was like so are they going to do lord of the rings with like becca with the ring or like how is this going to play out to kind of keep it fresh or in my in my mind they kept it fresh by allowing the story of lord of the rings to take place because that's already like that's already in motion and all the main characters are there and then becca's comes in and she kind of joins along but not uh, all the bits. She has her own thing going on. She has her own quest going on. And so for me, that was kind of like a lovely way of giving it its own unique taste. The, although this main storyline was happening, that wasn't the main focus. And the main focus was on Becca and her kind of journey in this world. And how she develops this relationship with Chloe, the elf. I thought Chloe was such a lovely elf. I thought she just suited it very well. It was very clever how they introduced Becca's world to Chloe and had these Chloe moments. And just throughout the story, every now and then, there's just little inklings of the fact that her home, her original world is still there and it's still kind of running in parallel to where she's at, which I thought was really interesting because there's a lot of the story where you're just kind of like, well, how did this happen? Like, how did this work? Is she dead? Is this... A vision, or is this a dream? It kind of kept you on your toes, but I loved the ending of the story. What's really interesting is that its almost an inevitability. What's gonna happen at the end, with especially with Becca? So when it does happen, and when when you know the storyline plays out, you're not surprised, but it's it's like so sad at points when it happens. And um, I loved how they then kind of flipped the switch at the end. And just kind of brought everything together. And I thought that it ended really, really lovely. And just so fluffy as well. It was just like so good. To have these characters from different worlds kind of interacting. And seeing how they kind of bridged that all together. Was so clever. And so although I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings. This actually made me appreciate Lord of the Rings more. Like because I know the characters. And them having banter with Becca was the best thing. Legolas is like a big brother. She has a, he has a great relationship with Chloe. And some of, the, uh, some of the hobbits as well have a great, like, they have great banter with Becca. It works so well. And so, although I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings, I thoroughly enjoyed this story. Our final fic of the week is a bit of a weird one, I will admit. And <laughs> it's only a one shot. It's called Damn It Zaza by Karma19. I wasn't sure what to expect by this one. The summary says Sheila's naughty poodle sneaks something valuable from Becca's suitcase during an important family affair. Chaos ensues. So you know that you're in for a kind of bizarre, almost stupid story with some great fluff I mean that's literally the premise of what you're about to read but you have no idea how this is all going to transpire it's one of those fics that you know is just going to be a bit of fun and you just want to go along for the ride and that's exactly what this author does in this story I don't really know what to say about this fic without giving too much away like one thing that I would say is from the summary I thought that it was an engagement ring like I thought it was going to be like an engagement ring box or something like that, that Zaza, this dog... Man, like, this dog is an annoying dog. I would not want to go anywhere near Zaza the dog. we got an established Bakhloe relationship, and I genuinely, when when I saw the summer, I was like, this dog must grab the ring case and, like, ruin that whole, you know, proposal or whatever it is. That is not what happens. So, don't worry. I just was not expecting what was going to happen in this story to happen. And it's almost... Like, I was not disappointed at all. I was just taken completely by surprise because I was like, what on earth is happening? And you kind of join Becca as she tries to overcome this this particular problem that happens. And it's, hor- it's a little bit horrifying because if you're in a family event and especially, you know, this is Becca's dad and stepmom, you know, there's going to be People there that I don't know how she feels about the stepmom and the stepmom side of the family, but like you'd want to kind of be giving off your best look, wouldn't it? you? Want to you want to give an air of confidence that you're comfortable, like everything's okay? So to have anything embarrassing happen in like a family dinner or or a gathering like this would be mortifying. And as you're reading the story, it's like. The most more, I don't know how much more mortifying it could have gotten because what Zaza chooses to grab out of Becca's suitcase, I was definitely not expecting what it was. So, as you're reading the story and you're going through what's happening, and you're like, you're with Becca as this dog is running around with this particular item in horror. And so you then just have to kind of join Becca. She tries to rectify this and not draw too much attention to what's happening. If they found out, it would be, it genuinely would be mortifying. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing good that would come out of this. So bearing that in mind, I also loved how Chloe played out in this story, just the, the level of communication that Becca and Chloe have is fantastic and it kind of just shows you where their relationship is at. It's a fun fic. You'll be cringing and just praying that everything works out okay in the end. But if you're looking for something just bizarre, funny and with a bit of fluff, this is the story to read this week. Well, that's it from me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Click that subscribe button. You can find me on Tumblr at PitchSlappedPod. We've also set up an Instagram and a Twitter account so you can keep up to date with us. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you will join us next week.